All right. We're eating uh, burritos at La Corneta in Glen Park. We just played basketball. There's lots of sound. We'll see if we, <laughs> any of this is gonna be recorded. satisfied but I think that the biggest downfall was that the creators were convinced that they only needed 13 episodes to finish the story and clearly that wasn't enough right I don't necessarily mind the eventual outcome but they needed to show the work. Yeah. You know, a lot of the things just was, you know, the seeds that they used to plant early in the early seasons. I mean, you can also make the argument that like there was a book that was actually that they were adapting at the time. Yeah. But there were also some stuff in season six that was actually really really good. Yeah. Uh, but it was just the last two seasons. And I think it was kind of like hubristic for like these the creators to be like, oh, we only we only need thirteen episodes to do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, and you know, yeah. it's their show; they can do what they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but disappointing. Yeah, I think that's the. I think that was my issue with it, and not even like being a hardcore fan. Like you know, people say that they're watching it, and then I told people like I kind of felt like it was um, kind of like Walking Dead for me, mm-hmm. where they had maybe one or two really great episodes during the season, and everything else was kind of either mediocre to I was just really not all that interested but because I had gone the whole length I still wanted uh, I definitely wanted to finish it the thing that's crazy is that the level of production that went into this last two seasons unparalleled like the set pieces that they had, the action scenes, the CGI. You could argue that's better than some movies that you see. And, you know, when there are craftsmen that are, like, performing at that level, you just kind of hope that the, the storytelling aspect and the writing and, mm-hmm. and things like that would kind of meet that high level, right? Right. That being said, though, like, some of the writing certainly wasn't as good, mm-hmm. but it was more the plotting, yeah. you know. The, it's kind of like, it's kind of funny because I was thinking about, like, you know, my complaints about Avengers um, Infinity War, mm-hmm. why I was, I kind of had a bad taste in my mouth when I first watched it, it because felt like everything was just getting rushed. Even though they had three hours or whatever. Three hours to tell that story? And it still felt rushed because they had to jam all these people and subplots and whatever. 
I mean, there are certain things about the actual end that, like, I wish they focused on a little bit more. Right? Like, so... The... The reveal of John's parentage. The only purpose that served was to basically create a rift between Daenerys and John. There really wasn't much of a plot to like, hey, let's let's actually like they, they sounded like they were gonna go forward with this, like, hey, let's put this guy on, let's he's the true heir, let's you know, let's do that. But that didn't really, you know. But the only purpose it really served was to kind of push Danny. Daenerys away which is fine but then that's also like one of the biggest mysteries of the book you know do you think because George R. R. Martin was part of like the he was advising on it right he was pretty involved for like I think the first two seasons Uh And then at, at the point where they realized that he wasn't going to have the books ready as their seasons go, go, like went on, <clears throat> I think he took less of a role. And I think before, after between seasons three and four, I think George R. R. Martin had told the creators like, okay, this is I think how I want it to end. So at that point, they knew at least some of the milestones they needed to hit for the end. Uh, so I think from that point on, that was when, like, okay, well, let's right. let's figure out how to get to this end point. Right. But do you think these creators, the two, the two showrunners, We think that their their biggest issue, which you mentioned, was their hubris in thinking that they could wrap up this, all these big stories in a shortened amount of time. Or is it that once they didn't have um, this multi-layered mythology and world and plot to work with? Like, yeah, you know, adaptation takes a lot of skill. So, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with being a great sure. uh, film adapter to, to something printed. Or do you think that they can't make their own original stories? Well, I don't know. Like, I think at some point... <clears throat> I mean, they started out as adapting, which was great. So then now they're like, okay, well, now you got to finish the story, but still kind of adapt it to what the George's, Martin's original, what he thinks the ending should be. Right. So now they have to like, kind of make up the story in the middle yeah. to try and get there, all within like 13 episodes. Like, I kind of wish they just should have handed off the handed off the show running duties to someone else like they can be silent executive producers and right. then just like the way J.J. Abrams does it like he'll do like he'll, do, he'll be involved with the pilot as an executive producer and be like yeah this is the look and the tone we're trying to go for and then just kind of consult later on right uh, I think what they should have done was we're like okay we'll be on for maybe two more seasons um <clears throat> as us but then we're going to hand it off and then so that way they have the actual runway to end it in the same manner mm-hmm. let's take the same care with this beginning and middle of the stories and just kind of land it I, I don't know why like I'm curious why that wasn't an option um, I mean I also can did did you watch the documentary the last watch? Yeah. No. So it's basically a behind the scenes of the last season, right? And those fools are working hella hard. And like, this was the last season. 
and everything's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. So, like, at the rate that that was going, I, I don't know how sustainable that, that could be, right? I mean, maybe if they knew, like, okay, well, you know, instead of 13 episodes left, we had maybe 25, 22, like, tw- at least 20. They could be like, okay, we don't have to make things as crazy anymore, or, you know, because there was some shit that was hella crazy <laughs> last season. Right. Like, 55 night shoots, like, right. you know, that's brutal, man. Well, part of it was, that I assume that some of the actors just wanted out of it, right? Just because it was a rigorous um, project for them? Well... You never know. Like, at some point, this was discussed on a bunch of pods, but, like, realistically, you're not going to be able to afford all those actors anymore. Yeah, true. But why don't you just, like, let let that course happen? Right, right, right. You know, that's, that's how other shows do it. Right. You know, like, right. hey, like, somebody's not happy with their contract. They die. They, <laughs> they die. They get written off. Whatever. And it's, yeah. like... No hard feelings. You just you just gotta do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Sophie Turner, she's hella blown up. Yeah. You know, she, this is a big big year for her. Yeah. Part of the issue too is that with some of the kids um, or the characters that were kids. Their story, their age in the story wasn't like they didn't age as much in the story as they did as actors, right? Correct. So, Bran shouldn't really look like uh, no Bran, twenty-three-year-old. Exactly. Um, exactly. Because his growth was, which happens with kids, is like was a super okay. This is gonna be on the nose. <laughs> kids' exactly. growth is very stark. Right, the, 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 the rapid growth in the you know like one season to the next you go oh shit that kid that kid's all like not even like yeah, it's like a teen any like he, he's a straight up like yeah and I mean there's a lot of like issues with time Cersei was supposed to be pregnant but she was never showing so you're like well you know it's supposed to take hella long to travel you know so again all the, all the time stuff. You can, like, litigate that forever, but whatever. Which, at some point, they probably made a decision to say, like, fuck it. Absolutely. We, we can't do anything with that, so... Yeah, absolutely. Like, ah, uh, we can't do it. Given the parameters that they set for themselves. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, it was... There were certainly some really great moments this season. But, yeah, I really just wish they stuck the landing. And I was thinking about, you know, there's all, there are all those articles about what actual, what shows actually stuck the landing and other things like that. And, um... Well, you said... What is it? Um, what the HBO show that you were really into? Um, Leftovers? Leftovers. Yeah, Leftovers, like... That was good. But I think the most recent show that really stuck the landing was The Americans. Oh, right. You're that sure. was hella good. You're talking about that, too. Are you... Kind of interesting because... With Game of Thrones having such a... So many levels of mythology... And the cast and location and all that stuff. Like, can you? It's harder. They're not just working with characters, right? It's not, it's not just a character drama. There's, it's all. It's like a whole world epic. It's an epic story. Mm-hmm. And those stories are usually hard to, to finish. Yeah. On TV and even in movies. But like Breaking Bad. Ended really well. 
and that was really a core of like eight, like eight characters, right? Yeah. And yes, all this crazy shit was happening, but really it was about it was a character drama. Sure. Game of Thrones is that too, but they were also. Yeah, and then there's like the fantasy element in there, and then you know there's been lots of criticism that the showrunners really didn't know how to handle the fantastical elements, right? Like they didn't properly explain what Bran's powers were, like what he can actually do, and zone out. <laughs> The funny, the good, the the, the byproduct of the season with with a lot of them, um, the head scratching and the, the bickering and all that stuff was that one people were watching, it. and mm-hmm. two there were lots of um, the meme game for this ser- this season was up there. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know there's been a lot of uh, discussion about whether or not. This will be the last time. This will be the last show mm-hmm. where the engagement of viewers will be this big. With regard to all the content that's available based on a TV show, right? Like the Thrones Twitter was like the meme game. Like the meme game. Like I don't know. It'll be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like what becomes the next, the next thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it was so weird that Thrones ended up doing it because it is a fantasy show. Yeah. But. I did appreciate the... Um, and some of it was more from like after hearing other podcasts or reading things. For the folks that could call back to things, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of um, like you talk about. There's a lot of production, a lot of craft that was put into it. That plot-wise, yes, there's uh, issues, and a lot of it, like you said, at the end, I think it it's just smushed together. Where like plot device or plot issues that could be well thought out or well executed when they're rushed they just become devices and they become gimmicks but the acting was still on top um, the production was still there the artistry of it yeah absolutely was, um, was great and it was still like appointment TV like I yeah. was never really mad about it because like I said I wasn't really as into it as other people I didn't really like last season anyway the, the second to last season yeah 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 um, where I was just getting tired of like who the, I was just getting tired of figuring out who the hell everybody was right and at least on this season it, it was easier to figure out who everyone was because people were starting to die and <laughs> all the all those story well, points started coming yeah, together everything has to you can only do so much expanding to a story, right? And then you have to contract everything, too. And that's also kind of a... Thinking about that, that's hard to do. Yeah. You oh. know? So... Well, I think that's the issue, like, with most things. Like, the ending can kill your story, right? How many... How many... Um, how many movies and books were there that were like awesome and then like at the ending for whatever reason just didn't vibe with the consumers or people that were you know and then it just kind of tar- tarnished the, the legacy of those books or the impact of those books I mean I don't know do you think well as, as someone who was like just casually into it yeah. like would you recommend that show? There that's, was, a, that's a machete. Yep. Like, it's a big, like, cleaver chopping some carne asada in the back. Yep. Or ve- vegetables for our vegan friends. 
imagine whatever it is. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, definitely. If someone is into epic storytelling and, like, long, drawn-out, layered stories, then, yeah, you definitely would. Because then there's lots of things that have plot issues, but not everything has good acting right, and yeah. great production and... Um, Good music. Oh yeah, yeah. I went through an exercise where I was like trying to process the show, and I was like, "How would I have wanted to end this?" Right. So I kind of just jotted down some notes about what would have been satisfying to be. I'm not like rewriting the ending. It's just kind of like keeping some of the things there. Um, basically everything up until that last episode, and it's like, well, how would I, how would I have plotted out my final, final episode, right? And my biggest beefs were like the insignificance of John being the true heir, Tyrion, not really like getting punished for all the bad advice that he's been offering you know Um, it's basically because of Daenerys listening to Tyrion that her army got entirely depleted and lost basically all their dragons and turned her like mad or whatever right Um, and also like I don't like the idea of Bran being king so, to solve those three things, I thought that um, John should still would have killed John. I'm, I'm sorry, John still would have killed Daenerys. Um, but I think I would have had Sansa like secretly lead an arm, like a, her own little forces, like a small force, yeah. just like as kind of like a backup like kind of what she did in the uh, in season what season was it season 5 or 6 where the battle of Winterfell where like she didn't tell Jon that she was like oh I'm gonna have my forces help you so I wanted her to have this uh, this plan where she would she wouldn't tell anyone except for and she would just like be there so then when Danny was like when she tore everything up, she would see that Sansa was there and be like, what the fuck? That's not part of the plan. Right. So then I think that would help convince her, like, oh shit, is, are they trying to overthrow me now? So that would give more of a... That would help prove her, like, flip, as opposed to, like, oh, uh, right. you know what I'm saying? So you see kind of... So you see her, like, kind of questioning, well, why is she there? So she has an actual real line across. Exactly. A real purpose to cross that line. Right. Not just... Exactly. Being sad. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So I was like, okay, great. So, like, put Sansa in the mix there, too, as opposed to just being in Winterfell. Um, And then so what happens with that is, like, Jon sees, like, the dragon attacking that Stark force. Yeah. And then John's probably pissed too. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, this is the second time you didn't tell me what your your plan was or whatever, right? So anyway, she ends up killing Danny. Grey Worm realizes that um, Grey Worm comes in, sees Danny on the floor, and there's this like epic fight, dude. Like, it'd be like some badass like. And then Arya comes in, and then she kind of helps like fight Grey Worm. But then Drogon comes in. And basically stops the fight, notices basically what happened in the show, right? Notices that her mom's dead, burns down the Iron Throne, takes her away. And then at right when Drogon flies away, Sansa comes in with like all the other people that you know when Varys was writing all those things? Yeah. Actually those got to those ravens went out 
and then basically Varys was able to gain support for John's uh, John's claim. They're like, so they come into King's Landing um, all together uh, to be like, okay, cool, we're here for. It's like, oh, cool, you know, Daenerys is gone. You're the true king, yeah. and he's like, no, but I don't want it. Yeah. And they're like, no, but it's the rules. And just like how he was named King in the North and Lord Commander, it's him again, like reluctantly accepting the stick. So. Right before the coronation, he truly decides he doesn't want it. So he goes to Davos and says, "Remember when Tyrion was like, hey, can you smuggle? I need your smuggling skills to get Jamie in.' Yeah. Like basically, John goes to Davos and says, "Hey, can you smuggle me out?" Uh-huh. Like so, he's basically gonna peace out because yeah. he doesn't he doesn't want it. Like he, it's true to his thing. Like he doesn't want it. So he gets smuggled out. The coronation's supposed to happen. John's not there. And then, basically, John ends up going north. Or, um... From his own decision. Yes. So that was one of the criticisms, too. It's like, John's always forced to, like... He's, Tyrion forces her to kill Danny or whatever. Anyway, uh, he makes his own decision to renounce the crown. and just disappears. We, end, we find out later that he goes north. So now it's basically everyone's there, and like, well, what the fuck do we do? We don't have a we don't have a king now. Mm-hmm. Bran's still in Winterfell because he's. I don't want Bran king. I think what they do is they do indiv- they go back to individual kingdoms, right? Like Sansa gets to be king of the north. Um, all those guys, and they get they get to figure it out themselves, right? Like, hey, let's. Right. This is what we're gonna do. Right. Um, yeah, and then I think with with Tyrion, I feel like maybe he ends up becoming like. I really wasn't happy with how he just got like a free pass. You know, like, oh, you you get to do the job that you actually started doing at the very beginning of the show. Right. You know, without any real real consequences. So I think I would have been happy yeah. with, with the way, if, if it ended that way, yeah. like, that would have made me happy. Because, like, I was really happy with the them deciding that the it ended with the Starks, that Stark montage, where, like, Arya's getting ready to go, like, sail west like Frodo, right? Uh, and then um, Jon goes north. Because this really is, like, the story starts about the Stark, so it makes sense that it ends that way, too. But... Yeah, I don't think Bran should be king. I don't... Like... It's just weird. Yeah. Especially since he has all these powers. Like... Right. Right. You know the future and whatever. Right. And his priority is to go look for, like, a dragon? (laughs) Bro. Right. But... I don't know what that decision was. If it was kind of like their... The twist on... I mean, he, he essentially was the... He was the person that sparked everything that happened in the story. Right? And so, your gift for getting almost killed and becoming paralyzed is... <laughs> you get to be the king at the end. Well, or maybe it's to, uh, the problem with that is that he also doesn't want it. Yeah. And whenever you say like, "Well, he's not really Brand anymore. He's not really a man anymore." Like, because we don't have clarity about all that, that's what makes it hard, like, to buy that he would be the best choice. You know. Well, as you're going through that review. Kind of brings back. I think it makes sense to end with the Starks. At the same time, I think one of the reasons why this last season kind of ended with a thud, also, is um, there really wasn't anything. There were only a few of the main characters that died. Yeah. And not that everyone needs to die, but like this, the story. One of the reasons why this show. 
had such an emotional impact on people was that everyone was at risk, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then at the end, no one was at risk, <clears throat> except for Varys and well, Daenerys. But I mean, the even the, the Battle of Winterfell. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, no, 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 one, really, no, no one really died there. Everyone's getting, like, smothered in, um, by, like, these zombies for hours. And they're fighting with just one hand. Yeah. But they're all good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then... I think it's fine to end with just the Starks. But I was kind of... When I was watching, I was kind of chuckling at the whole kind of, like, montage of the end. Because I'm like... What's all these smiles and like what's you know like yes we want a happy ending but that kind of happy end like, that sugary ending didn't doesn't seem like it's kind of like reflects a lot of the story or like reflects a lot of the, the, the tone of the show even though they did have it in moments but more importantly as you're talking about it. Um, It ended with the Starks, but the Starks didn't, except for Arya, the Starks didn't do much in this last season. Like, yes, that's true. Sansa had the most growth out of all of the family. And she, yes, she gets to be queen of the north, but she was pretty much outside of being right about things. <laughs> right. She was, she... And yeah, she's not gonna be. She's not a fighter, so she's not gonna fight. But that's it, right? Yeah. Arya got to kill the Night King. Cool. But it seemed like there's more for her to do in that role. Yeah, I actually, I kind of agree with you. Although I did like how she basically chose life at the end. For me, that was like the perfect, a really good story arc, character arc, right? You know, thrust into violence, has to leave King's Landing, you know, like with this revenge list. But then she comes back in and she decides to choose life because, you know, because all of her, most of her, her young life has been has been basically driven by revenge. I, I, I was into that. I was. I, I definitely liked that. But you're right. Like, John really didn't do anything in this last season, except for like, not be too, be too noble and like, yeah. not want to commit incest. Which you know, fair. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is the funny thing in the last episode when Danny let him kiss her. I'm like. Your feelings should have been up. <laughs> this dude hasn't been wanting to touch yeah, you for yeah. like the past three weeks, right? Or however long it's been, and all of a sudden he, he wants to get all cuddly with you after you're having this like kind of tense, like whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish there was really just more time to just build, create that rift between John and Daenerys, because I think that. They could have sold it way more. Like the acting was really good. Like I had never really thought that Amelia Clark was that good of an actor. Like she would like go on and off. I was like, oh, was that a good performance or was that a bad performance? But this season, even Kit Harrington, I was like, okay, you're just brooding and you're just, you know. But they both really brought it, and I was really surprised um, that Amelia Clark. Particularly with how she was supposed to like flip that switch, like those few moments when she's on the dragon, she's looking down, and like you can see like really turn evil. You just don't know. Inter- like I think they needed more of that. They needed to like tell more that like that look wasn't enough to right. to sell it yeah. per se. Well, her gradual demise in terms of into the madness was. Um, the amount of bags that she had in her eyes when she wasn't sleeping or yeah, eating I, yeah that's pretty much that was the yeah because I'm like 
Yeah, so aging, I mean, is she just that much older? Because she she's always had a young face, right? As, I mean, she was young when that started, but then realizing that's that was their cue that she is going. She got the Anakin. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, there is an argument that you can make about it being toned down with the representation, like the representation of women, you know, uh, especially with what's going on right now. There's certainly a valid argument about the optics look really bad. If if that's if this is what you're gonna do. Well, with all of them. With oh, yeah. all the women. And yeah. The, the only one that, like, it goes back to the only person, the only fem- lead female character that did anything of significance in terms of beyond staring at things or beyond talking. And outside of Daenerys, it was Arya. And that's why I'm like saying Sansa didn't do anything. Right. Like, she, again, she can't fight. She did a little bit of politicking with Jon, but, and that was it. And then Cersei, she just stood there, and I, I was really underwhelmed by her death. I know that there were a lot of people that were. Uh, I'm okay with it. I'm. O- I think I'm okay with it because it really felt like Jamie and Cersei needed to die together. That's fine with me. Just the whole kind of like things. I get the symbolism now as I'm talking about it. Yeah. In yeah. terms of like King's Landing, the the the, the, the castle, whatever it is that they call that, falling on her when that was what she was fighting for for so long. That it crumbled. Yeah, it crumbled. Like it, it crushed her. And it crushed, crushed her. her right? yeah. But to not have to face anyone really yes that's that's fair I think that's 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 fair you know and I I really thought that the reason that they didn't kill anyone at the Battle of Winterfell like everyone was like oh okay Jamie's gonna die or Brienne's gonna die and then after they didn't die we're like oh well that's weird everyone was saying oh maybe their deaths are gonna be even better right you know like yeah and then I was like, oh, what if, what if, like, Brienne dies because she's trying to save Jamie, or the other way around? And I'm like, oh, that would be awesome. That would be such, like, a satisfying, satisfying death and a satisfying moment for the fans and everyone who's been invested in the show. But that didn't really happen. Right? Like, yeah. And going back to the, the, the woman thing, too, like, there was a post my friend uh, put on Facebook that was like... You know, like, they they treated women so shitty, you know, like, uh, Daenerys is, she can't have power because she's crazy. And, like, um, Sansa was like, is it, just being a senator is fine. Like, she should, you know, like, he's like, she should have the, she should have the Seven Kingdoms instead of just a norm. Like, oh, being, just being your own, being in your own little area is fine. And then there was also, like, um, Brienne, you know... You know, giving props to Jamie, even though like she got, she got like dumped. Right. right. And I was like, like people can read it however they want, but I didn't really like. I didn't really like all that. And I was like, man, like I really thought that that was that was perfect for Brienne because she has always been like the true North in terms of nobility and being good. So of course it would make sense that she would look at Jamie in the best way possible. And if she's going to be mad about someone who just left her, that is also assuming that being a romant- being in a romantic relationship with a man is what was important to her. Like right. You know, which doesn't make sense. So if she was like stuck on that, then that would totally like be completely out of character for her, right? Yeah. Um, but she didn't. She also didn't have the right thing. Like she didn't. She, there was no. 
I don't, I don't know the characters enough to say like if it was whatever. Like at least with Brienne. Um, but she didn't. They didn't have to have her do that. Like she didn't have to dote around and be sad about Jamie. But she also didn't have Can to. I take your yeah. Sure. Thank you. I'll she also you. didn't have to honor him that way. That's the only way. My my argument is that's the only way she could have honored him. Well, what, why does she have to honor him? Um, like his stories, his story is fine as it is. Like other people will carry that. Like yes, he he snuck away, he died, King's Landing. People won't know what it was. Like he could have, they could have found him with Cersei. They might have thought that he was trying to kill her. As his final like thing, like you know, like as myths, myths of like the Kingslayer, as myths of somebody that can just be passed on through whatever. Well, I think that Brienne was really one of the only people who was able to be converted from from his his him being known as the Kingslayer, right? So she was actually able to see the good in him, and but why do the other people need to know that? Like that's something that we know as viewers, but for the for the people of Westeros, like why do they need to know that? Like he he can go on and be whatever myths that people. No, that's true. Sure. Like if you took out her writing that. And I, again, I'm saying, like, I don't know what No, I know, I get it, I get it. Is there even a reason, like, if you took away, took out that scene, would it have changed anything of Jamie, of Brienne, of... No, I don't think so. Um, but, I mean, there's the theme, there's the theme that was mentioned earlier in the earlier in the series where it's just like whoever wins gets to write the story and that's just how it is right you're probably right that she didn't have to do that but I mean you can also make the argument that basically they save each other you know they saved each other's lives you know so maybe that was that was his way or her way to ensure that I mean she would what what she thinks of him is him as a good person and maybe that's the only thing that she could have done was to write in that book because they're like it's actually this guy was actually good you know but that's fair I mean I'm curious like thinking it now that like if if that didn't happen huh that'd be interesting I think the issue with the, the women characters is that it's the totality of things that uh, earlier in the season Stance is basically saying I'm, I am who I am because I got raped yeah that was also a little oh, that stuff. and then I mean, a lot of the characters, whatever. Right, and then Missing Day, she got caught mysteriously, and all, all she did was get her head cut off. So, I think there's a totality of issues there. For yeah, me, yeah. the interesting thing is that I don't have, I don't know any of their ethnologies except for um, ethnicities or whatever it is. Yeah. Obviously, Grey Worm and Missing Day are, are not white. Right, right. But I kind of felt like. Daenerys was kind of like the person of color out of the main white people. Right, right. And so when she was turning, that was my kind of... And, and the quickness of it, that's where I felt kind of like, oh man, like really? Like she was the, she was the one that was associating with herself with um, the non-whites, the non-Anglos of um, Westeros. And she's the one that ends up being I mean, bad. Sure, even though that's totally white savior. Well, it is. <laughs> that, that's true. But as, 
I, I don't know like what the Tar Targaryen Targaryen ethnography is. I mean, they really weren't from the Westeros. They came from Essos, where she had you know like they came from Valyria, but like yeah, they you know. So they were an ethnic minority. Sure, that had ruled. That had ruled. That had ruled the kingdom for like hundreds of years. So yeah, I don't. That, that's yeah. the other part I don't really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but it's you know you know how easy it's so easy to get to like really dive into all the socio-political yeah. messaging and stuff like that for a show this rich. Yeah. And it only it's only talked about because it's such a popular show too, right? Well, and that's why I think people you can't get caught up in it as writers and writers of color say that all the time. You can't get caught up. You can't get, get caught up. You, you have a character, you write them, whatever. But you also have to have that um, bigger picture nuance mm -hmm. and understand that when I'm doing this for this character, it's going to be received really incorrectly is this the way that we want to go about it and not in terms of like oh it's just because we want to have fans be okay with it but it's, it's like what is this what is this behavior going to say say about this character in the big picture mm -hmm. and then if it snowballs into other women characters that yeah. I mean <laughs> to be fair to them all the characters seem to be like kind of badly written in terms of decision-making not all of them but like you know like the, the depth of what there's, they're there's doing there's problems for all the women and many of the men yeah yeah in, in the season like, yeah 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 but when you look at the history of it from the other characters that um, there's there's bigger kind of interesting gaps that people can point at with the women character experiences which is why people probably have that reaction to how they're being, how their characters are being closed out. Because in, for folks that have noticed that or feel that's an issue, it's like their worst, um, their worst fears coming true in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, however people reacted is fine. Yeah. You know, everything's a fair, fair reaction. Yeah. Um, uh, I actually, I thought when Daenerys and John did kiss, I thought he was gonna die. <laughs> I thought she was gonna figure it out. Like, thought her, like by the time that she figured it out, you know what? Um, I made that decision, and this dude is like. Um, Two or three, four times already stabbed me in the back, telling his lineage to his family, listening to whoever, um, him defending whatever it is. That I thought he he was actually gonna die at that. Moment. That would have been interesting. But do you think though? What do you think the audience's reaction to her character at that point would have been? Well, if she's the Mad Queen, like, finish the job, right? And let her, let her, let her death by the hands of John in the bigger picture is the death that makes the most sense in terms of character. Sure. But the issue was... Like you said, it's been rushed so much that yeah. they really, as well as they've acted, them as a couple, I never, I wasn't Oh, yeah. It. Same, same. Even then, like, I know that you didn't want to kiss her because of incest, but I'm like, on some level, I'm like, why? Incest seems to be fine in this, um, in Western like, Yeah. You know, for him, why is this an issue? You know, like, why is that an issue? Um, and there actually wasn't enough time for him to come to grips with who he was anyway, right? Like, there were moments, like, when he was trying to... I'm really surprised with how big that reveal was, that there 
that moment where he reveals it to like Sansa, Arya, and Bran, like we just cut away. <laughs> like it, it's such a big deal. It, it would have been, you know, particularly because Sansa and John had never been close, and Arya and John are really close. So the fact that that is such a huge like identity is such a huge part of yeah. basically the story like we needed to see those two react yeah. right and and actually like again like with the familial thing it was more of a factual political issue for him rather than an actual identity right yes so why would he have an issue with incest when, to him, he's not really like they're not really family. That's, you know, like that's true. Blood. He, he even said it like, "My family is you guys. I am a Stark." Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you are my family. Like, him having sex with Sansa would have been more of incest to him than him continuing to have sex with Daenerys. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. It's um, it's fun to talk about. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, and having something as content rich as it, it makes a lot. It makes it. It's work, you know. Like, it's funny because I saw some people like getting really mad and upset about the ending, and I was kind of like chuckling to myself because I'm like, on one end, I'm like. Did you not watch last season? <laughs> it, was already, it, it was already kind of getting chain wrecky, like a little bit with the pacing. Um, but um, but uh, and like visceral anger I mean I don't know what you I, I think there's a lot to left there's a lot that was left to be desired at yeah. the same time I don't know what it's like if there's a specific thing that you wanted right like you're never gonna get that in a TV show sure like you're never gonna get the ending that you want because the other people are gonna have to end it for you mm-hmm. right so you you have to you have to accept it from a character standpoint, right? Yes. Um, and I think, I, mean, I would say like most people probably look at it that way. Uh, but from the character standpoint, there were still questions. Yeah. But only because of the truncated nature of the, the, the storytelling. And I feel like it probably would have been better if they just focused on some of the story. And left a lot of things. Uh, I actually like endings that have a lot of open ends. Me too. I do too. And so instead of trying to tie up all of these things, which yes, people went went their separate ways. Who knows like, if the next week there's not going to be another like assa- uh, assassination and you're going to go into war again. Yeah. And the Starks are okay for now. But from the characters that we know, just finish those things leave some of the other shit loose right. as something that in that world in your imagination that will get settled however you imagine it to be unless someone comes up with a, a sequel or something you know because then could, couldn't they just they could have spent all of the season Really diving into Danny and John's relationship, and it really falling apart in the last two episodes, rather than it already being weird from the start because he knew who he was or whatever. Um, I think what made it hard too was there was also that existential Night King threat, right? Like, by the way. Cutting you off. Yeah, no worries. The Night King is this generation's Dark Maul. 
They have horns. They look really interesting. <laughs> they have like this uh, the most evil kind of like they have this um, this vibe of great death and evil, and they really only showed up on screen for like seven minutes and got killed pretty quickly. Also by a swerve <laughs> of being. There was this really cool um, theory from one of the YouTube creators who does uh, produces a lot of content, yeah. like book book like explains like a lot of the book theories and does explainer videos for all the episodes. But he had this really cool like theory about what would happen like after the Battle of Winterfell, yeah. right? Like so, that's fine. Arya kills the Night King, but what happens? is that the White Walkers and Whites don't actually die. What ends up happening is that that original stone, or like that original shard that created the Night King, actually falls down. And um, so his theory was that Arya gets to kill him, thing falls down, the Whites are still alive, and they're like, wait, what the fuck's going on? But for some reason, Danny's there. Danny and John are there. And then Bran comes back and is just like, um, she's like, now, you, like she basically, Bran basically looks at Daenerys and says, um, this is what you have to do. And uh, looks to John and says, the North remembers. So what John, what Danny does is pick up that glass or that that black thing, plunges it into John, so he becomes the Night King, and then and then his watch begins. So then he now controls all the whites. So he basically stops fighting, goes back north. So that's John's story, and that ends there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so then now, then the battle of like. King's Landing comes like like Daenerys can now take the throne. Yeah. You know, Jamie can go down and kill his sister. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh shit, that would have been sick. Yeah. So essentially, there should have been more with John. I think there should have definitely been more with Daenerys. I think there should have been more with Arya. <laughs> I mean, I. It would have been interesting if Arya killed Daenerys after whatever it happened. Like, if Daenerys did kill Jon, and then there was that final fight, Cersei's dead, and the last thing that Arya has to do is just kind of like to move forward, is, even if she chose life, seeing her brother get killed. And also for the sake of the, the kingdom, let's figure out a way to, to kill Daenerys. And she also had blue eyes. Mm. Didn't she? I was trying to watch it like the last piece. Cause She's not supposed to have purple eyes. Because sometimes I mean, in like the last few episodes, she looked like she had blue eyes. Huh. And I know that she re- thing is Arya already killed the blue-eyed thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what the twist is, there's another blue-eyed thing that she's actually going to end up killing in the, in the prophecy. Yeah. You know, the other thing about Arya, too, is uh, there was when she was training where she started killing people before she was ready. Yeah. You know, like, one of the lessons was, yo, you just can't take a life willy-nilly. Like, someone has to pay for that. Yeah. So I, I actually thought that at some point, like someone like like Jockin would come back and be like, like yo, yeah. <laughs> like you took hella lives, dude. Like you know. Uh, so I think it would have been if if that happened to Arya and then she had to basically pay for all of the murders that she had committed. Like I would have been fine with that. Like that's in line with the mythos, at least the fantasy elements of, of, of all that. I would have been fine with that. I think Sansa should have been the queen. Because it was also her in the first few seasons 
She got that she ball would, rolling. Yeah. For Cersei to get power. Yeah. So, no, I, I absolutely wouldn't have minded And that, I hated her. Like, I think me everyone, too. No, everyone, everyone hated her in the first few seasons. And then she had, I mean, she did really have this, like, the greatest, like, growth. Like, John, John, in terms of his adventure, had the most adventure. Right. Arya had, well, they all had tragedy, but whatever, but, like, Sansa, as a character... Oh, yeah. Which achieved most... I'm surprised, like, you know, that show Sansa is basically a creation of the creators. Because right now in the book, Sansa's just still in the veil with Littlefinger, like, learning. Like, we we haven't really caught up with her at all. Um, so basically everything uh, up until, like, uh, where, like, Littlefinger throws her aunt over, like... That happened in the books, uh, but um, yeah, like everything after that in the show was all just kind of made up. So all of like the marrying to Ramsay and all that—that that was all like made up. Um, so I've heard like analysis where they're like, "Oh, they uh, the creators must love Sansa." Because it's their own creation. Like, they don't have to do anything else, right? So I'm, I'm surprised it's actually not Sansa on the throne. Well, it looks like the music turned Yeah, so, I mean, they're closed, so this is, I think, their way to um, uh, yeah. song us off, song us off, the, um, off the stage. sleep world or whatever and all they did was like jump from bed to bed like the entire time we were there um yeah it was it was pretty fun just like i didn't i knew i wanted them to have fun but i was also like secretly like hoping that we didn't get in trouble or kicked out because all they were doing was like running on the beds jumping thankfully there was another girl there like that was also two years old that was doing the same thing so it was fun well, congratulations, Alice, on getting a big kid bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dad moment. Dad moment for me. Oh, actually, I do have an interesting dad moment. Is that I locked myself out of the apartment once when I was at home sick with him. He was sick. And the thing is, I didn't panic for one reason. is because our landlord has probably has a key downstairs. But the other one is, like, even though he's two and a half, he's pretty... Um, it's pretty sharp, right? So I talked him through different options on getting him to get me the key. So he's able to push the key enough under the door that I was able to unlock the door. But the dead moment was, yes, I, w- I would have been freaked out if I knew I didn't have a second option. But the fact that Malcolm is, he's a pretty sharp kid for two and a half, right? Um, he followed it and he actually remembers it. He was pu- putting his finger underneath the door. He's like, I can put my finger in. This is like yesterday. I'm like, oh, did you help me do that with the key? Because I had to talk him through it. Like, find a key with a key, the green keychain, or right here next to the door. There's a bowl. Grab it there. I, earlier, I was trying to have him unlock the door, but he didn't have enough finger strength to turn the little lock. So that's my dad moment. Is one, I'm glad I didn't panic. And two, I had a reason not to panic. And one of the reasons, one of the big reasons also was that. Um, I'm very fortunate that my two and a half year old is pretty sharp. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's dope. All right, so this is an interesting um, experiment. Hopefully, we can hear some of it. Shout out to La Corneta just singing. But uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, man. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time.